Hey, it's Oscar time! It was just recently Oscar time, so now it's time to talk about the Oscars. Very important to talk about the Oscars. Hey, how about this everything everywhere all at once? Man, that movie really won everything everywhere all at once. Oh, man! That movie really won everything everywhere all at once. Anyhow, I watched that movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. I did, and I wept the whole time. I wept the whole time because for the whole movie, I couldn't stop thinking about how many different 9-11s have happened across the multiverse. It's a 9-11 a day in the multiverse. They're having 9-11s, 9-12s, perhaps even some demented 11-9, where an unthinkable tragedy befell two beautiful tunnels. They got filled. I love thinking about 9-11, but I I'm not everyone. I'm sure not everyone. People everywhere are upset about everything, everywhere, all at once. They're, they're upset because the fun movie won. Should the movie's biggest night be about fun? Or the movies? I don't know. But fun won. Fun won and somehow Top Gun still lost. But hey, it's a big night for losers. Hey, that's a fact, Jack. You've never seen losers like this in your life. Some of the... Uh, move over, Christy Alley. The Oscars gave us some of the biggest losers in Hollywood history. We had big loser Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg? Steven Spielberg. He spent six goddamn decades committing his, his childhood dreams to the screen. This year, in the twilight of his life, he finally committed his childhood to the screen, told his life story within the medium that shaped his life, and that medium rewarded him by shaping him into a big old loser! Sorry, Steven Spielberg, you lose! You sure can't direct as good as the Dangles. You're a loser, but you're not alone. We had big loser Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley, you're one of the greatest innovators in the history of American music. Elvis Presley, you, you, you brought American music to the world. Elvis, you brought sexy back to the white race. Elvis, you were brought back to life by the tremendously sexy Austin Butler in what was easily the most exciting freshman performance of this young decade. Elvis Presley, you're a loser! You are a loser, but you're not the biggest loser of the night. Oh, no! That was Ireland. Ireland, everyone up in Ireland was up for a big award last night. Every, everyone in Ireland, you're a big loser. Loser Martin McDonough. Martin McDonough wrote Banshees of Inishirin. Martin McDonough wrote a black comedy about man's hopeless quest for meaning, in which the only hope to be found is the hope that meaning will someday be found. Martin McDonough, you're a loser. Martin McDonough, you wrote a masterpiece, but you can't write so well as the Dangles. And oh, speaking of heroes, the hero of Hollywood was a loser on Hollywood's Biggest Night. You already know who I'm talking about, Top Gun Tommy Cinema. Tommy Cinema, you are a loser. It was a big year for Tommy Big Screen because his big bet paid off. People said, Tommy Movies, you're a scary guy. Tommy Movies, there's nothing behind your eyes. Tommy Movies, you've got a fake wife and a scary science religion. And you know what Tommy said? He said, I bet you'll like these movies. I bet I'll never win an Oscar, but I bet if I give you two decades of movies you like, by the end of it, you'll like Tommy Movies. Man, I love my Tommy Movies. I hated it when people hated him. I hated it when people hated Tommy Movies. They never had a good reason. 
Except for when they did. One time, my brother-in-law said he told me he didn't like Tommy movies. I said, why don't you like Tommy movies? He said, because of all the families split up by Scientology. That was the only time I got a good one. Usually, when people hate Tommy movies, they're just dredging up old shit. Usually when I ask people, why don't you like Tommy movies? They say, oh, 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 in 2001, he and Nicole Kidman had a weird divorce. You know what else is weird? Divorce? Name me one guy who got an A-plus review from his ex-wife. I'm listening, but I'm listening with an AirPod in, because I'm watching a Tommy movie on my iPad. In fact, I'm not listening, because whenever people talk about Tommy movies laughing and jumping on the couches and having, you know, like weird Katie Holmes marriages, they're always laughing. They're always laughing because they think Tom Cruise is laughable, because they think Tom Cruise is secretly gay, and secretly, they think being gay is a funny secret to have. Well, think again, my love. And you know what else? Tell Oprah to get her couch ready, because the secret is out. Ladies and gentlemen of the Academy, Tommy Big Screen is secretly gay. And it ain't a secret. And it ain't even gay. Tommy Big Screen is big fucking. And it's no laughing matter. He's big fucking big time. Fellas, females, furniture, when you're big fucking like Tommy Big Screen, the thing that you're fucking ain't a big fucking deal. Penelope Cruz is the most beautiful woman in the world. Tommy Big Screen fucked Penelope Cruz. Tommy Big Screen could not pick Penelope Cruz out of a lineup. But back in the day, he was big fucking her. Not because she was beautiful, but because her last name was Cruz. And Tommy Cruz found that big interesting. Tommy Big Screen is not gay. His eyes are wide shut and his asshole's wide open and there's nothing gay about it. Except for when there is. And when Tommy Big Screen is feeling big gay, run for the shore. Cause he's swimming in dick like a shark in shallow water. Hey, why doesn't someone call frequent Tommy Cinema collaborator and current Oscar hopeless Steven Spielberg? Because both him and his shark can get the jaws. Tommy Big Screen is not just secretly gay. Tommy Big Fucking Big Screen is fucking families. And the Church of Scientology got nothing to do with it. Tommy Big Screen fucks your mother and your father and does a backflip onto a big helicopter that he uses to stop 9-11. Then a director yells, Mission Impossible 12, take one, and Tommy blows up the towers anyhow. Then he calls lunch and hops back in that helicopter to fuck you. That's a true story about Tommy movies. Ask anyone in town about Tommy movies. That's the tale they'll tell you. And if they don't know that story, they're about to get fucked. Oh, Tommy movies. In 2023, the fate of film was in your hands and you carried it as gracefully as you carried the 2017 box office blunder, The Mummy across the finish line. You took The Mummy from Brendan Fraser in 2017, and in 2023, Brendan Fraser took Tommy Big Screen's big fat Top Gun Oscar. Tommy Big Screen, your name must be the whale, cause you're a big fat loser. Now, I don't like to talk about who should and should not have won an award. Anytime you're talking about who should have won, you're losing. I think it's good that Brendan Fraser had a whale of a time at the Oscars. 
Man, this Brendan Fraser won every whale, every whale, all at whale. Huh. I think that's good. I think it could have been better. I'm sure the whale is good, but I'm sure the whale could have been better. I think one way the whale could have been better is if the movie was called The Big Fat Whale, and if, if, if the whole time Brendan Fraser was making jokes like that. You know? Whale of a time jokes. Put Ben Fraser in the same whale body, but, you know, have him be a gimmick comic called The Whale. Actually, the character's name should have been Oscar. Oscar the Big Fat Whale. And have it be like how Jimmy Dorsey used to make those one-liners about his nose. Go Google Jimmy Dorsey's nose. One of the greatest noses of all time. And one of the, the greatest quotes in all of comedy is Jimmy Dorsey talking about his great big nose. Uh, hold on, pulling it up. All through life, even when I was making a fortune on account of the big beak, and while I was out there on stage laughing and kidding about the nose, at no time was I ever happy about it. I'd watch The Whale if it had lines like that. I, I like to think that Ben Fraser had a great acceptance speech. I think it could have been a better acceptance speech, you know? I would have done the whole thing the same way, pretty much, you know? He goes on stage, refers to real whales three times, which he was always going to do. There was no world where he didn't refer to whales at least two or three times, real actual whales. Even the Dangles couldn't conceive of such a multiverse. That's how I'd do it. I'd go on stage, talk about whales, talk about how I had such a tough time in Hollywood, you know? Talk about how I wasn't discovered until I was 17, and then they gave me Encino Man and School Ties and Glory Days and George of the Jungle, and Blast from the Past, then The Mummy, and then Bedazzled, and then The Mummy Returns, and then Monkey Bone, which is actually a great movie, Looney Tunes back in action, a classic three-episode arc on Scrubs, a third shot at The Mummy, Adventure to the Center of the Earth, and then TV spots for two decades. It was bleak, especially when I hit 50. It got bleak when I hit 50 and did no work to maintain my movie star good looks. As virtually every actress of my era became unemployable, that's when I, I hit my dry spell. But it's always darkest before the whale. Now I got my Oscar. It'd be better if they gave Brendan the, 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 a fat Oscar where the statue's fat. But other than that, I would do it the exact same way. But then at the end, what I would have done, instead of thanking the Academy and crying, is I would have yanked it out. I would have yanked it out and said, America, I got a whale for you right here. America, I got a whale for you right here. But before I yanked it out, I, I would have said, oh, uh, so you want to see a whale? And then I would yank it out. And I'd say, how's this for fat? How's this for fat? It's white like Moby was. It's white like Moby was. I'm Brendan Fraser. The Oscars were my white whale, but this white whale's white like Moby was, is what I'd say. And then there would be a, a second fat suit on my dick. If I was Brazier, the second I showed up on set for the whale, I... and. They showed me the fat suit. I'd, I'd be like, show me the second one. Where's the other one? Big fat Oscars got a white whale like Moby did. 
Brendan didn't do that. In all fairness, he couldn't do that because he knew Tommy Big Screen would have fucking flipped right back onto the stage from that helicopter and called his big fat bluff. Believe that. Anyone will tell you that about Tommy. If you think Tommy Oscar won't wail on Oscar's white whale, you don't know Tommy Oscar. That might have topped the slap. But Tommy Oscar didn't go to the Oscars. I mean, there's no reason for Tommy Oscars to go to the Oscars because the Oscars never gave Tommy Oscar an Oscar. It would have been better if they did. And it would have been better if he went. If I was Tommy Oscars, I would have topped the slap. I would have showed up wearing that whale suit with like a big ass t-shirt that says, how about now on it? How about now, girl? What about now, girl? What about now? And whenever someone tried to interview me, and be like, don't you think this is a bad taste? You've been a movie star for four decades and the only movie star for like the last ten years. Can't you just be happy for Brennan the Dangles? And then I'd slap my big whale tummy and say, people are amazing. But when I opened my mouth, they'd see I had a little Pinocchio inside. And it's the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio to be topical. And then I'd yank it out. <laughs> Anyhow, that's more than enough about the Oscars. I want to talk about something which is actually important. We, we lost one of the greats last month. Uh, last month, the great Wayne Shorter passed away. Wayne Shorter, one of the greatest composers in American music. He passed away at 91. Great man. Really famously eccentric kind of man. And uh, my dad has a great Wayne Shorter story. This is a true story I wanted to share. Why not? It happened. After 9-11, my, dad's, uh, my dad is a guitar player. And, you know... 9-11 happened. The world just went insane. He went into a uh, he went into a guitar store to get away from it all, and uh, and he's playing you know a guitar. He's plugged into an amp in the store, and who walks in but the great Wayne Shorter? And my dad thinks this is my my chance to impress Wayne, you know. So he he starts playing the solo from the song Nefertiti, which is a song that Wayne Shorter wrote for Miles Davis. It was the first song Miles Davis ever played of Wayne's. Wayne had a big book full of genius songs, and Miles Davis, he opened the book at random, and they played Nefertiti, they cut the record, he, it was a masterpiece. As Wayne's getting ready to leave, Miles Davis, uh, he says, come back tomorrow and bring the book. So my dad's playing that song. Wayne hears it, and he comes over to him. My dad is super excited. He has no idea what he, Wayne's going to say. Wayne Shorter's famously eccentric kind of guy who could say anything at any time. But after 9-11, he went up to my dad at a music store, stared him dead in the eyes while he's playing Nefertiti, and he says, you know Tom Cruise? My dad says, yeah, Wayne. I know Tom Cruise. Like who he is? Yeah. Wayne says, he's not as tall as people think he is. In the movies, he looks real tall. Fighting people, standing next to beautiful women. But those beautiful women that he's standing next to, they're all standing in holes. Because Tom Cruise is not as tall as people think he is. Then he walked away. Uh, rest in peace, Wayne Shorter. And congratulations to acting genius Brendan the Whale. 